What's happening, people? I'm Joe Walker, one of three people that runs this space, Cheese Rolls. The other two being Jay Knox and Scotty Stacks, both of which I can see are jumping in. There is Scott. How you doing, Scott? Hello, mate. How's it going? Long time. Not seeing you I know, since, mate. Feels since like last day. I been... don't know what I've done with my life for the last couple of months. We had that big, Yo. big party. Big party in the summer. I'm big sorry. party in the summer. Hey, what's I going played, on, lads? It's been so long that we ain't done this that I've fucking played for Palace since then. Oh, my days. You've been on the Are you on the pitch? Mate, I've walked out to Glad all over at Sellers with Andy Johnson. I basically played for Palace. I did play for Palace. And in fit and fashion, you got beat, right? Uh, yes, yeah, we did get, <laughs> did get beat. I made a great tackle though, that was my victory. Bollocks, fuck everyone else. Got my highlight reel. Happy days, happy new season. Yeah, happy new season. Compl- compliments happy of the season. <laughs> all of that, all of that, man. Nah, no, glad to be, um, glad to be back, man. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Back in the building, man. This, this is it's good. This is good. This is good. Cheese rolls back. I've missed it. I've not known what to do with myself on Monday nights. I know. <laughs> been rubbish fucking Monday. There's no cheese rolls, isn't it? Yeah, I've been at me on Saturdays, though. I'll tell you that for free. My weekend has been peaceful. <laughs> peaceful. Oh, yeah, but it's no fun without. I prefer the fucking the emotional trauma, to be honest. Fair enough, <laughs> Fair keeps, you, keeps you alive. Swim in the chaos. It is. Yeah, I, yeah. I am relieved. This this space could have been a different subject. If the way people were going on a couple of weeks ago, it was like, oh, we're going to get rolled over up there. It's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be like <laughs> we're going to be spitting feathers. It. I know they're bad. It. Uh, that was the calmest I've seen a game for a long time in terms of just controlling it and not ever really looking that in danger. I think that's going to be our season. Oh, well, I'd like it. I think that's going to be... There's always going to be, you know, some peaks and troughs. But I expect that is going to be a lot of what our season's like. Um, I, admittedly, they looked... They were fucking shit. Best time to play them, I think, because they'll get players in after that. And yeah. start to look a bit better, but... I don't know. nothing. They look really shit. They look really, really shit. I think, I think, luckily for us this season, two of the relegation spaces seem to be taken. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you saying? Luton and Luton Sheffield United surely go down, man. Surely, straight, like. straight down, yeah. Luton, Luton were like one of the lowest scorers in the top half in the championship last year. So they, ain't really bought, they ain't really bought that. And, and do you know what? They're signing all championship players. I feel like they're building a really good squad for when they go down. Uh, <laughs> seriously all right so Luton Sheffield and please Everton please. yeah I want I thought Everton they've got their financial fair play here in haven't they in October so they Ten might have, they, they might get docks they might get dock points like Reading did like, along the same lines but that, that, I worry about seems I, to happen I think program. Wolves I think Wolves the manager just left didn't he because they ain't signing no one they look really thin they sold it they sold everyone and the and thing bought is no they, one <laughs> They spent like they spent like forty million in January on that, didn't <coughs> you? Yeah. And now, now the manager was like, "I want more." It's like, no. So he's he's walked. Yeah, but I think like they sold. I think they they've sold 
They've lost three of their four top scorers last year. Christ. And Diego Costa, who I don't think got any goals, but... Yeah, but at least he was someone to play up top. Yeah, because Jimenez is gone. Um, Neves is gone. Nev- Jimenez, Neves, uh, Adama Traore is gone. Diego, Diego Costa's gone. Yeah, that's meant to be fair. Brazil, he? He's, gone, he's gone Botafogo, Costa. Yeah. Just signed, signed the, the couple of days ago. Oh, God. We're going to get him on loan in January, if you're careful. <laughs> Fucking keep him, it? No. Keep, him in the, keep him in the conglomerate. Indeed. Eagle, eagle football, mate. In the eagle football, in the eagle football. Eagle fans. holdies. Fuck's sake, man. <laughs> Well, big up everyone who's here. Um, this is what we, we do every Monday after a game weekend. Um, if you don't mind hitting the button, you can just share the, share the space so that more Palace fans can um, can join if they want. And um, we're happy for as many of you lot to get involved in the conversation as possible. Um, but yeah, we're pretty informal around here, isn't it? But, um, but this is what we do every Monday. We're going to be doing it every after every game weekend, aren't we, lads? Yes. Every week without fail. Take that gun off my head every, for a second. Every Monday without fail, apart from next Monday and the Monday after that. I <laughs> know, <laughs> hey, that's for good reason. Next Monday, obviously, is Arsenal Palace or Palace Arsenal. Um, and the Monday after, obviously, is Carnival. So um, that's following the Brentford game. So we'll be here on the Tuesdays. But yeah, man, we came out in that in that black kit. What, what, what are you saying? You liking that third kit? Uh, it's cold still. Big time. Third kit's that, cold. There. I don't. I, I, I like um the third kit. I'm not the, the away kit. I I don't really like us wearing blue and white. I don't care what shade it is, and I don't care if it's the sky blue that we used to wear. I just don't like us in blue and white. I'm not into it. Um, but yeah, the third yeah. kit's the third kit's cold. It's very cold with the with the accents. Also, I think it looked it looked it was cool, but it looked quite leery. I did wonder what it would look like on, but on it's like. The graffiti is is like you only really see it in the light. I thought it looked really good. I really liked it. Do you? Yeah, because for me the, the the training version of it is a bit loud. <laughs> for me. It's fucking right. bastard that training one. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Yeah. I saw it in the fucking <laughs> with Noxie in the in the France um, announcement video. I thought no way. <laughs> is that a bad kid? Yeah, it's bastard, isn't it? But no, my it's, carnival. What do you think? That's what my carnival think outfit kid? sorted. What do you think of the home kit? Uh, do you know what? I didn't... When I first saw the home kit, I thought it's a bit basic. And then when I saw it in real... Like, in person, I saw all the detailing on it. On it, Like, the... Is it the old Crystal Palace? Like, <coughs> yeah, it's like detailing the Palace. On it, the old Crystal Palace. Like, I was like, oh, do you know what? I really like this. But apart from that, I think last year, I think it was really exciting. Like, there was loads of controversy about it, but the whole style and the style was reflected across... Home, away, and third kit. It was a, it was all like the the, the, the scribbles in it. I really liked that. So it was a bit of a. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't as excited about this. If I'm honest with you, it's sort of what, right. what do you think of the home kit, Joe? Well, I've got it only because my, <laughs> my my old man got one from fucking Thailand. I think you think he's expecting me to put it on. He's got like a. I think he got he saw one on holiday, and he's like, "Oh, I thought you'd want it." I was thinking, I, I don't know, I don't ever want. A moody one. Oh gosh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! No, but, um, this conversation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and no, I don't mind it. it it's it grew, it's grown on me. I feel like it, a lot of it depends on what kind of shorts you wear of it and and stuff. Because when you go like half and half like that, it can almost you're in danger <coughs> of being too. 
I don't like a palette kit that's just all red. I'm one of those that prefers a slightly more blue than red, but I know they are. my lose, yeah. lose yeah. people. You're not on that, no. Red, more red. I wish we hadn't had red shorts for ages, man. I'd wish we had a home kit with red shorts. Like I'll tell you what. Like the old nineties kits. There was a couple nineties kits where we had red shorts. Yeah, I think like Adidas ones. I think we won the playoffs in in red shorts once. We did. Yeah, I, like. I like us. I like what, more red, less blue. What are you saying about this training kit? Have you seen the the, the, the training kit? It's got men in bright orange. Well, the grey is probably the coral. The Do you know what? I didn't like orange, it. Bro. I didn't like it in pictures, but then I was um it. I was in David Lloyd a couple weeks before the season started, and I see the whole squad there, and it might I might have just been excited and fangirling, but I like it now. <laughs> yeah, quite, I think it's quite clever what they've done. Like all the staff wear like the grey. With a touch of the coral, and then all the players wear the coral with a touch coral. of grey. Looks uh, good on but... pa- it. Looks good on um, Paddy McCarthy. Styles it well. That's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Speak. By the way, speaking. I know we we could we're going in a lot on like kits and stuff. That news about we're the first Premier League club, or certainly maybe even English club, to have like a creative apparel director or something, <coughs> and he's gonna. I I saw it. That's it. Do you know what's funny, yeah? So, I know my friend here is doing something, not like in that he hasn't got a label like that, yeah, but my pal has been, like, advising Spurs on a few bits like that. And I said to him, like, maybe a year and a half ago, I said, we should put together a pitch to go to Palace because our merch is so shit. And if you look at the way that we are trying to angle ourselves and the fan base and demographic demographic that we're trying to angle ourselves towards commercially and representing the local community in South London, blah, blah. I said, I reckon there's so much potential for merch if we had good merch, but our merch is so shit. And I was actually, I said to him, we should put together a proposal and go to them. But it's good to, it's good to see that they have addressed it because our merch has been really bad. I, you know what? I didn't even see, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not maybe I'm just not the, the mad fashion icon of the universe. But the one that really got me was, did, did you see the, the jumpers that we had that said slap for South oh, London? I'm proud. I'm just walking around with a shirt on that says slap. You see, man, like in South <laughs> London, <laughs> yeah. In South London, if you walk around with a top one that says slap, chances are it's gonna happen. Do you know what? It's kind of, I feel like it's been like a steady decline. Like, I remember when I was a bit younger, like teenage years, early 20s, Christmas come around, I'd always, there'd always be a little one or two items from the club shop that I would grab a little polo or a jumper or something, and then. Slowly, as the years went on further than that, there was nothing for myself. But I'd always find something for my dad. Do you know what I mean? I'd always find the one item for my dad at Christmas. But I'm not going to lie. Last few years, there ain't even really been nothing dad-worthy in there. But hey. Last top lot, I really like the Diodora stuff we did. Um, But then... The the trouble is, when you try and do like more laid-back like lifestyle stuff, it looks too much like Lyle and Scott. And I think they're getting a bit of a pickle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I hear you. The only thing about the Diodora is the fucking quality of the kit was horrendous. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my that. God. It was so straight and boxy and thick and square. 
That kit was horrible. We got promoted in that kit, innit? 0405, wasn't it? 0304, Oh, that time, yeah. I was thinking about when we, we brought it back under Pardew, I want to say. Or was that Macron again? No, we ain't had Theodora since we've been in the Prem. Oh, it was Macron again then. That last yeah. That, that, it was Mac. That, we had Mac, yeah, we had Macron and then we went Mac for a bit, didn't we? And then Puma and then we come back to Mac- Macron. Yeah. And that was it then. Nike was before. Nike was before. Nike was in. Uh, when we had Nike, when we David, that was that was a Nike kit, anyway. The yeah, all that, all that, that Sunday kit was cold. That Sunday kits, yeah. Bro, them two away kits, the two GAC logistics Nike kits, the white and the black one with the sash, cold. Yeah, I'm too fat for that one now. It kills me. <laughs> Jesus Thanks. Christ! Need to get back in, getting David Lloyd with Scotty. <laughs> there there you go. Go. But yeah, interesting to see how that turns out because. Um, I was into, there was a good article. Oh, you just pulled it up actually. Where I, I think where someone breaks down what happened to Venezia when they did it, and how like their kits went up, sales went up like ninety eight percent. Stick them gold, them gold, and black and gold copper kits. Yeah, well, they just kind of started to angle it in a slightly different way and appeal to just the broader audiences and stuff. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to lead to us doing some crazy compromise and being like a cringe thing. I hope not. Anyway, but. It's in, I'm interested to see what that manifests as in the next. What I'm interested in is they said he's been brought in with apparel and partnerships. And if you look at, I know it might not be saying that, but look, did you see the AC Milan Off-White collab? Yes. If you look at AC Milan Off-White and if you look at what Paris... Bro, Paris Saint-Germain, yeah, is a, is a fucking... Is a clothing brand now. Yes, yeah. Like, Paris Saint-Germain's actually a cold brand. Like, it's actually, like, a big, like, a big part of Mac. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So but... if we can do something cool... The, the one that always struck me was, I think the obvious thing in the world, more than anything in the world, was Palace skateboarding. Like, it's so obvious, but... but I wonder, but weren't there... There's some sort of legal Weren't there some sort of case? Told. Didn't we try and, didn't we try and... Didn't Parish try and stick it on them or something? Yeah, I feel, I feel like a few years back... I think Parish tried to stick it on them about that. A few that. years back, we kind of got in a legal tangle with them and... That might be. Yeah, it's not the end of the world though, because Thingy didn't. Oh, who was it? Was it? Um, I think Nike. I think Nike kind of stuck it on Cortez at one point. Yeah, that all got, yeah, yeah, got yeah. political. Next yeah. thing you know, they're in a collab. Yeah, they're in a collab. Yeah, you this, never know. This stuff can happen. So this stuff check, can happen. When the man. check's there, more time, guys, take it. Yeah, let's win, let's let's get in Europe in Europe, and suddenly they'll come running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Palace saying that Palace did a UV kit, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Palace did a Palace did a UV kit. Pata Pata have done uh, in, Pata have done a couple in the Milan collabs, didn't they? I've got yeah, sick Pata in the Milan. All this kit talk, no sick man. Well, we'll Same see. Time. But um, yeah, going back to the game, the game on Saturday, our first uh, first game of the season away at Sheffield. If there's anyone here that was actually at the game, we kind of called to hear from you a lot, just to kind of like tell us a little bit about uh, what it was like actually being there. But did you, did you did you catch the game from start to finish, Scotty? Yeah, yeah. Watched it start to finish. Watched it on my own in my house, actually. So I wasn't okay. going. I felt like I didn't want to be... Like, first game of the season, I actually wanted to watch it and yeah, not yeah. be too sociable and analyse it properly. Um, I think hard to hard to take too much away from it because of how poor the opposition was. Um, and it's lucky that they have... We caught them, uh, like Joe said, early in the season... Um, when they haven't done much transfer business yet because 
I'm not going to lie, when the fixtures first came out, bear in mind we notoriously do try to do business late. Been a little bit better on re- in recent years, but I feel like as a rule of thumb, Parish likes to do business late and get 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 good deals. Um, so when the fixtures came out, I thought that's a fucking banana skin, to be honest. Like, you don't want to go away to a newly promoted side first day of the season. A newly promoted side has got a, a decent fan base as well, like Sheffield United, do you know what I mean? So um, I think it's lucky that they haven't done much business in the transfer window and they lost their best player to Marseille, didn't they, that MTI? Um, but yeah, overall, I think it was, it was a good performance. Like, <clears throat> like I said... I feel like, although you can't really judge us too much on that, given the low calibre of the opposition, I feel like that's probably going to be quite representative of what our season will be, if you ask me to predict. Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't think we're going to look amazing, but we're not like we're not going to fucking play loads of free flowing attacking football. But we got a good side, we got good players that can make things happen. Um, Hopefully we'll we'll bring more in. Hopefully we'll get onto that soon. Hopefully we'll hold on to the players we got and get onto that as well soon. But I think overall, um, our our important players got the job done. Um, Anderson was stand out at the back. I thought we had a really really good game. Yeah, I'm gonna um, say if you're gonna talk about individuals, Anderson looked good right from right from the word go. I feel like. Like he's obviously we've known he's been good for them passes, them them long diagonal balls over over the top and stuff. But it, every pass just seemed to be really, really just full of quality when I saw saw Anderson yeah. in it. And then he had yeah. that shot on goal, and I was like, "Ooh, I really fancied him for it." He's got one of them mini coming. I feel like he owes us a screen. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's had a few. He's had a couple of headed uh, uh, goals like heading in from court. Yeah, it? I want a screen. I want a top but... in thirty yarder. That's what, that's what, I want. that's what I want. He's got them in the locker as well. And it almost resulted in, in a goal as well. With like with the, the keeper obviously just about saving it. Yeah. Went straight back out to IU, a bit unlucky with the, um, the offside there. But, um, but yeah, Anderson massively, massively stand out. And, um, and, I think pre-season, people, I was talking to a couple of people saying, oh, Lerma doesn't really look like much. Jefferson Lerma, I oh, don't know, don't know, don't know. Seeing him yesterday, or Saturday, sorry, in that game, I was like, yeah. That's strength, defensively, like, just all rounds. Involvement in the in the run-up to the goal. It was uh, funny that people, really, um, really good. people like, he, he played a few loose passes against Leon. Um, and then people decided they wanted to judge him. But this guy's a Colombian international. He's got 35-odd caps. Bournemouth paid £30 million for him a couple of years ago. He was their player of the season last year in what was a, actually a really good Premier League campaign for them. Um, in the end, Gary O'Neill, they stayed up They stayed up safely. Gary O'Neill did really well there. And I think I, I think he was um, he's everything we needed last season to provide the balance in the midfield. Um and uh, he does a lot of the dirty work. He can get forward a little bit. He's got a fucking engine. I feel like that's one one area of the pitch that I feel really, really confident about. With. Yeah, and to, well, just yeah. in general, like I feel like if we can just keep them together, the back, the midfield three, and the centre backs, I feel like those five are a really, really fucking strong core, and they will win us a lot of games because. 
they control they control the ball, they move it well, they're they're hard to penetrate. Um and I think yeah, man, I think they're I think we're we're comfortable there. Um I've seen really mixed reviews about Edward. Um obviously everyone knows I'm a big I'm a big Edward fan. Oh what the fuck's on my phone? Yeah, everyone knows I'm a big Edward fan. Um, yeah, but I yeah, think yeah, yeah. you've been screaming like, Edward. I don't know why people Patterson. were getting on right his back, man. I thought he had a decent game. Like he, he's a problem. Not everything he does comes off. He does get involved in the play a bit. Got his goal. I think he's a poacher, man. I think put him up top and give him service and he'll score goals. Um, and Jordan Ayew. I think Jordan Ayew is going to be a really important player for us this season. He's a senior player. He's been there a lot again. Now. Um, he always yeah, puts again. in a certain level of performance. Forever. Um, I saw a few people getting on to him halfway through, like early on in the game and stuff, which I thought was bang out of order. Um, and yeah, man, I think on the whole, we look good. I think our first eleven's strong this year. We've just got a few concerns um, in our depth, which hopefully the, the, the board mm. will address by the end of the season. It's interesting. Mm. I know Roy doesn't like making subs anyway, but the fact that he only made made one sub and it was um like a fair, forced, a forced one anyway, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Uh when Gay come off at the end, so and it was after the ninetieth minute. So um I wonder if that's and a little bit of my from Roy trying to to push to push the board's hand and get some signings in. I thought it was interesting that it was Tompkins and not Richards as well. I'd, Richards played today in that under twenty one game. And by some accounts, didn't have a good game either. I know, tell it, judging a professional on reserve games is a bit funny, particularly when you've got hungry kids in there. But yeah, we're not, yeah, we obviously, it's possible he just wasn't fit and we just had to put him there to fill up numbers. I mean, you had what on who you had, you had Raksaki, you had um, Kamani Gordon on the bench, which I'll be honest, I know people love promoting the kids and stuff. I did not expect to see him in many squads this season. And I'll be surprised if. Unless we really have a stinker that he's going to be on the bench a few more times after shit come like the end of the window, because you know. But you were going to go out on loan. I think so. I mean, like he did get promoted with Carlisle, but he didn't start regularly for them. He didn't. Um, he was involved and he was good and he was exciting, but not. I think the the thing that you always have to remember with like academy kids and particularly loan spells. The bigger that academy gets, the more you have to get used to waving those players off and making money on them, however little mm. or small that is. You've got to be like in the top 100 players in the world in your position sometimes to play like top mid-table Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's really asking a lot for them to be blooded in straight away. And I think some the way it is at the moment, the more of our academy kids that we see in the squad, it's because we're short, not because they're... Huge Exceptional, yeah, but we know we're short to be fair, isn't it? Um, Luke Plunge has gone over to Carlisle now, I think, hasn't he? Because he was someone I was watching from the academy, he's gone, gone over to Carlisle now, I think, this season. But, um, but yeah, no, I've saw John Kamani Gordon, but and we've seen what happens though, like and one injury or whatever, like you just, just, just never know. There's, there's talk, I know we're going to get onto transfers and stuff, but there's talk of, of maybe Mateta not being around, so like. It just, I just think there, there is quite possibly the opportunity, but, um, but like you said, he could go out anyway on loan. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Um, just going back to obviously the the, the game and talk about Lerma, which uh, somewhere else 
Scotty that I think he he played a position was um I saw a stat about aerial duels won. I feel like every aerial duel he went up for, he won, which is something I think we've been you know we've never been strong in the air, and um and I think Ben Teke was probably like the only person I can really remember that was, I was like okay cool ball goes up like I can I think we've got a good chance of winning it. I'm hoping that he really really brings something there there for us as well because um because yeah he seemed to be a bit different with we that got- side of things. We got a really strong spine still, as things are. Like the wide areas for me are the, the bits where our depths will be exposed, uh, in terms of the starting eleven, I'd say. But that between Sam Johnston, the centre backs, the Corey Lerma Eze, that's crazy. It's just can we keep a team together long enough to kind of build on that even? Who knows? But we're like I think we'll control some games, not just dead ones like Sheffield United. I think we're gonna have games where we are really comfortable like that more than a few occasions in this league. I mean, the next game's against Arsenal. Like, So, obviously, I know, Scott, you made several points about it being, you know, a uh, not a great squad that we were playing against, like shit opposition, basically. But um, next game's against Arsenal. So, we're, we're probably going to... We're, we're going to get um, tested, in it, at that point. But I, I think you're right. I think that, that we're pretty solid in a lot of ways. I don't think it's going to be easy to um, to play against us. And, and it's, yeah, and it's, it's, it all depends on your outlook. I know we can be miserable sometimes, all of us. And I don't mean just the three of us hosting. I mean, like, <laughs> just generally. But, like, some of the, some of the, like, the teams this season, some of the play we've seen, those stats that you've got up there pinned, I know, again, it's Sheffield United and they are what they are at the moment. Um, there was that stat about Eze, the amount of chances created and chances of his own that he had was like a Premier League record, basically, um, for one player in a game or like a joint thing. And the most, or like, it it was crazy. Um, You worry, I guess, if you're negative is, well, why didn't we put more of those away? Are we going to need that many? Are we going to need 26 shots to win 1-0 every week? I'd like to think not. Yeah, I'm with you on that, like, as good as it kind of looks, I I did come away from that thinking, boy, twenty odd shots and and one goal doesn't really fill me with confidence. But then when you when you watch the game, I didn't even think we'd had as many shots as that. But I, I you know it, we, we look we look good. But um, but yeah, against against Arsenal, I guess is when we're really tested. I, the thing is, I guess a similar example, right, is the Leicester game. Hodgson's first game it was a similar kind of numbers, like crazy numbers with actually not, you know, could have done with winning that a little bit earlier, but we got it over the line. But then the next week you have Leeds where we do put those chances away. So it's, we're going to get there, I reckon. Um, and again, look, we know we've got some players to come back in, at least say maybe, but also Franca, who I'm choosing to be positive about. I'm cautious. I'm, I'm not allowing myself to get too excited. I'm just going to, but, you know, he's going to make a difference. I trust in, I trust in Dougie, you know what I mean? But, you know, we are going to get better. And if we are looking for a striker, whether that's Shea Adams or somebody else, I think it's going to make us a better side and maybe put some more I'll chances I'll be honest, I, um, I feel like we're going to be sweet this season, but I'm a little bit concerned about our output up top. Um, I feel like we've... It's been the concern, we've lost, though, isn't it? We've, and, yeah, I know, and it's fucking worse now. We've lost... We're like... 
We've lost Wilf, who's obviously like a huge player for us, responsible for a lot of goals. Francois is not going to be ready to come in and replace Wilf. Like, he's not in it. Like, look, I agree. So, right. And I, I am also optimistic about him. I've been reading about him on that Wonder Kids account on fucking Instagram for about a year now. And it's sick that we got him. Um, and I know big clubs were looking at him and sniffing around uh, Chelsea and Newcastle. So it's uh, it's definitely a big coup for us to get him. But uh, he's 19. He was not a regular starter at Flamengo. Uh, Flamengo have a deep squad. Um, but he wasn't a regular starter there. Uh, he's come with an injury. He's going to take time to bed in. This kid is uh, very much a prospect rather than a ready-made player. Um, and so I am a little bit concerned that we've brought in as it stands, all we've brought in to replace our fucking talismanic goal scorer, creator, captain, fucking, like, the best player in our history, is all we've brought in so far is a 19-year-old Brazilian prospect who's very, very raw. I, funnily enough, I actually, um, I accidentally stumbled onto the, on TalkSport the other day when there was a South American correspondent talking specifically about South American players coming to the Premier League and talking about France. He said he's very, very raw. Like, he's very raw. He does, he has he has magic in him, but, and Roy Hodgson has got, you know, good record, especially in recent years of working with young players. Um, but it's gonna, he's gonna take some time. And <clears throat> that's fine. Like, I'm absolutely fine with that. And I'm actually well, I'm well on board with us speculating on fucking young, exciting Brazilians. That's everything you fucking want in it. But that aside, I don't, I don't see that as our Wilf replacement. Not now. And so the way it looks to me is we haven't replaced Wilf. But I didn't think that we was like, what did you, what did you see happening as a Wilf replacement? Fuck no, someone who's going to come ready made and start. Yeah, I mean, like, I who's who? What is the plan for the left now? Slop. Yeah, I don't think there is. But this is what I'm saying. Like, we've just, we've, like, we need to replace Wilf, and we haven't. Franca is not the Wilf replacement. He is a prospect. And so, <laughs> where is our Wilf replacement? I'm not, I, I don't, I don't like, I'm not into Callum Hudson Adoy, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm. I've been told that I've been told that we're not either. Uh, I've been so, told that he's not actually as well. Thank, oh, right. thank God, that's a full house. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. There's me. Uh, there's me saying told, what is a I've part got, X. Is it one of them? Well, I didn't want you uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, maybe. But I, I've got I've got told off the record he doesn't. I got told that he doesn't want Palace and he likes balloons. So stay clear. That's what I've heard. Like, like, there you go. Quite fucking. Like, yeah, listen. Like, and who am I? Like, who knows if my fucking source is full of shit anyway? But listen, <clears throat> I haven't seen anything from him other than articles when he was a youngster to say that he's a player. Uh, to be honest, like, I've never, I've no, I don't think I've ever watched him and been impressed. Um, didn't make it at Chelsea. Didn't do anything at Leverkusen last year. Um, I'd had much rather let him go Fulham. Um, I, I still think that, you know, I like, I, you, everyone knows I like Edward. Don't rate Mateta. 
Um, if we're going to back Edouard, then cool. But I still think we could probably do with strike a centre-forward option up top. Um, and again, we're talking about incomings, but outgoings, it is starting to look more and more likely that Elise is going to go. Um, in which case we're, you know, we're looking to replace two of our front three and I just don't see that happening. I don't see us bringing in... I, I think we need to bring in two or two forwards as it is. I think as... Me, looking at our squad, I feel like we need a wide man. We need a wheel replacement. We probably need a striker as well. Um, and as we all know, we need fullbacks on both sides. Um, and I, I think... Now that, now that we, we, we've, you know, the lid has been lifted a little bit on our transfer plans this season, which seem to be a shoestring as usual, I'm not surprised in the slightest that we appointed Roy, Roy. And it actually makes complete sense that we appointed Roy because he's someone who, number one, will work on a shoestring and number two, he knows the players that we've got and knows how to get them playing. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, being, I'm not trying to sound negative here. I don't, I ain't been having a fucking meltdown like everyone else on Twitter this summer. Like, I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm still, still a fan of Steve Paris. I still think he's got the best interests at heart. Um, I'm still a fan of, I am a fan of the pragmatic approach, to be honest. I'm not, I don't want us to fucking gamble all fucking stupid mullions on maybe finishing seventh and maybe having one European tour and fuck if we get relegated, that's bullshit. Like, I feel like there's there's a, a, an infrastructure and a legacy and a future to build here out of this club and us staying in the Premier League as long as possible is part of that. And all these people that want to fucking sell their ass to have one season in Europe, like, like, tell you what, the longer we stay in this league and the longer we build the foundations and the infrastructure of the club, the more chance we've got of becoming an established European side which obviously is the long-term goal. Anyone who's in business wants their business to grow. So whether, whether Paris wants to take us there or whether he's, build it, <clears throat> whether he's building us to be sold to someone who will take us there, us staying in the Premier League, you know, is, is, is a vital part of that. So I am all for the pragmatic approach. However, there is a slight concern that you can't stand still in this league. So you either move forward or you get overtaken. And now you're looking at teams like, you know, looking what Brighton have done, looking at what Brentford have done. Luckily for us this season, I look at the league and I think it's actually quite a poor standard overall. Um, I look at some of the teams in the bottom half and I feel like there's a clear six or seven or eight teams that, we, we should be better than. So I, I don't, I feel like we shouldn't be looking over our shoulder this year. Um, but if I'm honest, I'm a bit concerned about our business in the transfer market. I'm concerned about the amount of people sniffing around our players. I think Liverpool's performance yesterday um, is a worry because they've been sniffing around the Corre. Chelsea have just confirmed, I think, Lavia today. Well, Caicedo's confirmed and Lavia is Fabrizio confirmed. Um, which means that's two of Liverpool's CDM targets gone to Chelsea. Uh, I worry about Decore. I worry about Elise. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be as worried if our board 
had history of being decisive and clinical in a transfer market. However, they haven't. The business that we do has been great. Listen, we don't touch wood. Dougie don't really miss. Dougie don't really miss in the transfer in the in the market. Like mo- pretty much all of our incomings over recent years have clicked, and that says a lot. However, I don't think whether it's Dougie or Steve or whoever the fuck it is, I don't think we have ever quite brought in the right number of players per window. Every single fucking window in recent years, it's like, oh, if we just got that one more player, if we just got this player. And over recent years, we've just been saying, oh, we're one or two players away, we're one or two players away. But the problem now is we were one or two players away, but now we've lost Wilf. We might lose Elise, we might lose the Corey, we might lose Anderson. And now all of a sudden... We're waiting for the board, who we needed one or two players to have a complete squad. Now we've got four fucking first team. We might have three or four first team starters to replace before we start thinking about them extra two players we wanted. In- no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And to be fair, I'm not even like, uh, you know me, I'm, the, I'm probably the most optimistic and positive. Uh, but, but like, luckily, I, I don't, I'm not hearing mad like, Neg, it's not mad negative. I think it's quite real, real what you're saying. Like, definitely, definitely, definitely. There was an article, by the way, in the, in the Athletic this week or last week about how um, Dougie goes about, or how the, how Dougie's lot go about like scouting players. By the way, something to check out and, and how statistically led that the approach is before they start watching the players and how they analyze the stats and stuff. I find it quite interesting. But um, yeah, do check it out if, if you can. But like you said, it doesn't really miss. But I just don't know who else they're watching. I, I don't know if I don't know how much of it is a problem about our recruitment coming in. As it is, we are not a club. This whole decade we've been in the Premier League, we're really bad at selling players. Like we we've had our cake and eat in it. We kept Will for as long as we did. Everyone else goes on a free, other than what Wambasaka, Yannick Balazzi, and Sawlot. Luckily, because of that crazy deal. Other than that, people we we match out the contracts. We buy we've previously had to deal with expensive flops that we can't sell on, and so now we've got players of value, and we it's almost like we don't know when to time it right or how to do, you know have succession planning because Elise for this supposed deal, which I know it's a running joke that actually none of us really know what it is. It sounds complicated. The general kind of latest vibe is that it's you know he gets to be informed when a, a Champions League club is interested or bids for whatever amount, which is why Chelsea's are not apparently eligible for it or whatever. That could all be absolute toss. Um, but if we're aware that, that such a thing exists, and it has done since he joined, never mind whatever, or if it was changed last season, you have to be prepared for him to be sold at any point, basically, at that time. Then he, he, We should have something in the tank the whole time. As soon as we know that that exists and he is the player that he is last season, we should be knowing that he's not going to be around long. And maybe Francis was that player, but now, now we, we've maybe they accounted for they thought Wilf was going to stay. But with both going, other clubs would maybe lose two players that we like. We've got this summer, and then go that's your lot. Everyone else is we, there is no price because we don't we don't want to move too many on at one time. The Decore money because of the numbers being flown around. You're right, he is Liverpool's next target, really. I see some other players in Europe who are slightly cheaper that they've had in the look at. Because we can quote crazy money for Decore, but we've left it so tight 
I don't even know how we if we'd spend that money in time. We'd probably still only get the same names we've been linked with. It wouldn't be it wouldn't raise the kind of profile of the players we'd get instead. It would be oh, does Damari Gray fancy like an extra five grand a week? Do you know what I mean? Because it's really tough. And again, I'm happy to if I have to eat my words because I don't know what they're up to this week. But we're asking a lot and I feel like I'm worried that more players going. Yes, we'll get good money for all of them now, but um, or at least aside. But I, I just I think they need to take a deep breath and go. No, no, no. Next yeah. time. And the thing, the thing is, yeah, this is this is, and I guess this is a process of fucking of learning for us. But it's a process of learning for them as well. In that this whole fucking money ball buy this buy low sell high model, which we look to be trying to implement. Sounds great, isn't it? You fucking buy something cheap, you fucking sell it for more, and you buy something else cheap and sell it for more again. Great. But, and we've, we seem like we have a director of football in Dougie who is fucking more than competent in unearthing uh, undervalued gems. However, that's just step one. Step two is managing their contracts. And now we're getting to a point with Eze that Eze's got two years left. It doesn't look like he's... The, the noises are that it doesn't look like he's going to sign, which makes sense for him. So, you know, we're... And, all right, teams do seem to be paying money for players with a year left, but still, that's still a, a very delicate situation to let, you know, your best players and your biggest assets start approaching two years left in a deal, one year left in a deal where you're in a situation that they're 12 months away from leaving on a free. The Elise situation, again... You know, if it it sounds like the clause exists, uh, what the terms of the clause are, we don't know. And you know, everyone kind of fucking threw their toys out the pram at the board. But the reality that's unfolded since then is, look, we got him for eight million because of a clause like this. We're going to be selling him on a profit. He's very well advised, and he's had his, having his future looked after to make sure that he's not in a position where he gets stuck. So that's. You can't. You don't want to be willful. Yeah, you can't knock a you can't knock a you can't knock a player for being well advised. Um, but this is the thing now is that managing this bylaw is this, this. So there's well, step one is unearthing gems. Step two is managing the contract length to ensure that when it comes to sell, you get the right money for them. And send, step three is the forward planning to make sure that you have your new your replacements ready and your targets and really really and truly. No, right, we're buying this player to sell him here. And when we sell X player in this point, we're going to bring in this player. And there's there's a lot of fucking moving parts to this buy low, sell high model. And Dougie seems to have his bit on Smash. But I am I, I think the jury's out on whether Parrish and whoever... That's fucking Chief Exec, I can't remember his name. Is that Phil Alexander's Chief Exec? Whether they've got... No. Whether they have the, the Naus in regards to the, what, managing the windows and planning ahead to ensure that our squad stays strong because they're, you know, this this whole fucking, like, these guys that own like fucking that kind of owns Brighton, Tony Bloom and the Brentford guys, these these men are fucking, I've said it before, these are fucking quantitative statisticians. Like their whole life is forward planning on mathematical models. They've already got the replacement for all the players. Long like time ago, and they've already got their little brothers fucking scouted for whenever. And their cook and the new... <laughs> this is what I'm saying. There's a lot of moving parts. It's not just fucking... You're not going to a car auction and then putting it on Auto Trader 
this this buy low sell high stuff's complicated, man. And I think it's gonna be it's gonna be um it's gonna be very telling over the next few windows because this is our first round, isn't it, of our new model. It's our first round of your fucking Eze's and Elise's and Decore's and Gay and Anderson, whatever. How we manage the next two or three windows, I think, will be a very clear indicator on the direction that this club goes in. Uh, Matt, nice to hear from you, mate. First one of the season. Um, how do you see our current dealings in the transfer window? How comfortable do you feel with our squad at the minute? And what would you like to see by the end of the window? All right, lads. Happy new season. Happy new season. Um, Happy new season. Just want to uh, shout out Joe for his new profile picture, goading the residents of Woodison Close before their houses are demolished. Very kind of you, Joseph. Listen, they got they got to leave. I'm 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 just uh, select it. They get out. You, you did way. this just so you can take another picture in two years, can't you, of the new stand at the back? Oh yeah, good idea. Now you put that. I'm putting that in my back pocket. Thank you very much. I'm going to um, I'm going I'm to share a rare um, bout of optimism and say that Don't while, believe um, <laughs> no, bollocks. Look, if we can hold on to the players we got, um, I reckon one of Eze and Elise would sign a new deal and we could use the Casido thing as a kind of like, look, this, look, he signs a new deal and then they, they let him go the next window, that type of thing and, and got a load of money. If you can say this, can't you, to a player like, look, if this, this club's actually serious about wanting you, they're, they're going to bid for you no matter what the price is. It's just, it's just what, whether we can convince them to do that kind of thing. I, I don't think we're as desperate for players as work out, as, as people are making out. Like, obviously, I know it was only Sheffield United. We haven't got depth, but since we got promoted, have we ever had depth? We've always had decent starting 11s. But I don't know, it just doesn't seem to be us. And it, But it finally seems that a lot of the academy kids are kind of on the cusp of maybe getting some appearances. That's what I really want to see from Roy this season is if he's going to do his typical thing of not really giving a fuck about the Cups, at least give like Jez and like Gordon and players like that a run out because it gives us fans something to be excited about, doesn't it? And then worst case, if they flop, then we know we can send them on loan for another year or whatever. Um, we're going to have to start kind of profiting in some way or another, whether it be players breaking through or, or making sales of academy players because I guess that's that's part of the plan. In in regards to like <clears throat> players succeeding in 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 positions that we're going to sell, sell for example, Decore seems most likely if, if Liverpool do make a move on that. I like to think that we have got players lined up, but from that article that you mentioned, Jay, about Dougie and how his team works, we'd like to do things quietly, and then these things pop up when we're in the media and, and such. We seem to have a very few very reliable sources that are close to the club, i.e. Woosnam, um, Dom Fifield, and and Romano seems to just be whoever is paying him to tweet at the minute. <laughs> when 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 those when those players' names come out, we near in, we near enough always get the job done, and and sign those players, whether it be Takura, Elise, Anderson, all those players that come out <clears throat> from those sources, we seem to get done. So I like to think. If we were going to make a sale, we've got the players lined up. So in that respect, I'm not I'm not too worried. Mad optimism, love it. I do love. I do love it. I do hope so. I do hope so. And I feel like what puts us in 
good stead. I feel like the, the Caicedo and the Lavia deals put us in good stead because they're fucking... Caicedo went for one one five Sterling. That is... Plus add-ons. No, I think, it, I think it's full whack. I think it's one one five full whack. He rises oh, to one one five, but they're, they're clear add-ons. New record. Five Sterling. And Lavia's <laughs> going for 60 Sterling. From the, that's got to be a championship record, isn't it? Surely no one's been bought for 60 million. Yeah, so. what, what are the fees going to be like in five years? Obviously, I know you take into account inflation and stuff, but since that Neymar move, everything's just got ridiculous. It did. So it would make right. fucking Coutinho went for 180. They don't play at Villa. Nuts. And then and then and then Barca blew all that money on Dembele only for that, But that's what I mean, bro. But, well, who was managing these clubs? Because Barca spent fucking like three hundred million or something on Dembele and Coutinho, and now they're skin two like four years later. <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? They're the only signing free transfers. Like, there's there's a kid right now who's at school at home doing doing his homework or whatever for some one of these. And in 2030, he's going to be sold for 200 billion quid to someone. <laughs> mad thought, innit? Absolutely mad thought. But, um, but yeah, yeah no, look, I, I hear you, Matt. And I, I feel like I wasn't, I wasn't actually trying to be too negative. I was just a little bit concerned. Um, but I feel what gives me confidence is we have, like I say, the business we have done recently has been very, very good has been very, very good. And I do trust that the players we will bring in are of, will be of a certain calibre. Uh, I just, I'm just, my worry is not letting too many go in the same window because in the past, uh, we've also seen proof that we find it difficult to get deals done um, and we have a tendency to leave deals late. A la, a la, yeah, like Gallagher last summer, on. like Wan-Bissaka, in January, um, I've just I've just got visions of Omar Niassi leaving Big Street at midnight. <laughs> with the deal not getting done. Obviously, that's that's one before he touched the bullet on. But he does seem to be Parrish's favourite way of David, doing it. David Nugent the in the Sainsbury's car park. <laughs> For anyone who's been there that long, Luke. But welcome that's back. The other welcome back, Luke. Season two of these roles. Hello. Season two, episode one. How are you, mate? What's happening? What would you like to say? Yeah, I'm good. It was a good win on Saturday. Um, and it was a good performance. Uh, I wish we scored more goals, but that's uh, another story. Um, I think Elise will stay because I think the deal is very complicated for any club. I just think his agent wants a release clause in any contract that he goes to, to any club. That's what I think. And then... I'm hoping that we keep hold of Decore. I think we will keep hold of him. And I think, I just think we'll keep hold of everyone. I don't know. I'm not too sure. But I'm confident that we will. I'm just worried about the business that the players coming in uh, was short up front. I wouldn't mind having a go at getting um, Lookman. He hasn't been linked with us recently and then obviously I want Lewis Hall but I think Chelsea are being difficult with that one as well and yeah that's all I have to say really at the moment no I hear you uh, it was something that you mentioned or that was mentioned a minute ago 
was that the the um the business we do is like quite quiet. That's the only thing that does give me mad confidence. What is it? Two and a half weeks after the window, like I feel like we'll be going for players that aren't really being aren't really in the spotlight like that. And um and I think that we will you know, we'll we're probably working quite hard in the background. I like to think. But I'm obviously not the only one that's, that's optimistic. That's the trend, isn't it? It'll go it'll go quiet and then it'll be a bombshell from like Ornstein or someone. Although that the last time that happened, Wilf went to Galatasaray. Oh gosh! <laughs> the um, uh, the names we've been linked with have have not been. Cra- do you reckon with the strikers? Let's say it's Shay Adams, right? Do you think it's a case where we have to get it's one out in order to, for them to come in, or if Mateta's going to Dortmund, do we then have to get two? Because then what changes that? I think we just got a stri- we've got a winger than a striker to be honest. I mean, in the immediate, I agree. I think I think the priority is someone that starts wide to, that could start today, not someone that's exciting and, and whatever. We need we need a first teamer kind of immediately, really. It's well, Hodgson said it, man. He said it, and we've we've spoken about this a lot last year with Mitchell in particular. Uh, he he said that players out there need to know that they're playing for their shirts. We don't want is a complacent starting eleven that are playing every week, especially. You know, especially if two of them are schlooping AU on the wings as much as I love AU. But, you know, like they're, the last thing you want are players who can who are allowed to be complacent because they know they're starting every week, regardless of how well or badly they play. Um, I think that's a big downfall of De Vieira's actually, is sticking with the same old fucking players every fucking week when they were consistently posting three, four, five out of ten performances. Um but I, I, I feel like we need a striker and a wide man. But the, uh, it seems to be that we're going to bring in one and then one more if one goes. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, man. I think I think Tay Adams is just a fucking bargain basement dead signing, man. And I'll be honest, like I think he's an alright player. You know what? I think he's an alright player. I think he's alright. He's decent, but like. I back. thought it was going to be all good news for a second. Bro, no, but come on, man. Let's just all, like, we can all be happy, go lucky, good vibes, Jay Knox, Brazilian Samba girls and whatever, yeah. But like, bro, yeah, that is a bottom of the barrel Prem striker, bro. That is that is fucking Tesco of basics. And it's just there would just be another it would just be another Mateo Edward. We ain't no allow Edward, allow Edward. You can't you can't allow Edward. No, bro. No, no, you got to, no, no. You you got to take the Edward and Mateta criticism. You have to, though. You have to as well. It's be a next backup dancer. Like, bro, look at look at the fucking forwards Leicester have got in the championship. Why are we not going to get Pats and Dako? Yeah, agreed. Dako in I'll be happy with that. Either of them level above Shea Adams. Either of them. Why are we not? Of all of you, look at the relegated sides. And, and the pace as well. And we're going after the fucking Tay Adams. Like, bro, come on, man. Let's like, where's Vieira, man? I want fast black boys, dark skin ones. And, and the other, and the other, <laughs> and the other thing with that is that, which I'm surprised we've not really capitalised on. Those relegated teams, sometimes they don't even want huge feet. Like you know, you've seen a lot more these days of the loan with an obligation to buy. And like big, like Brentford's keepers going to Arsenal on a loan with an obligation yeah, to buy. Yeah, do it. Like. I think we could, we probably could get a surprisingly big striker off one of those relegated teams, like a Acho or something, just by going. Look, we know you're paying him. 
this crazy wages. How about we just give you a break for a year and we'll have it. Yeah. And if you don't come back up, we'll keep him. Yeah. Or maybe you will come back up and he'll decide he wants to stay. Yeah, because look, it's, they've obviously got those kind of deals in place. That's how Jack Harrison went to went to Everton because yeah. he had a like relegation loan clause. And I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm sure a few of those strikers do not want to be playing in the Premier League. When you signed for Leicester, <coughs> you thought you'd be a Premier League player forever. Let's be honest. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I'm just yeah, I don't know about it, man. Like, but and then that's before you even go into Leeds when you go into a fucking non. Oh, bro, listen, yeah. Let's take fucking... Look at all the relegated sides. you got Dakar, Inacho, Gnonto, Somerville, and we're gonna, we want Che Adam. Come on, man. Allow me. There's got to be... A, like, what do you reckon? It's cheap. Like, cheaper than the others. No, 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 no. That none of the others are targets. Because they, they can't be more Yeah, they will be. Che Adam's will be the cheapest of them. You reckon? If you're looking at... Let's go and get a striker from a relegated side. He's the cheapest one. Definitely. Definitely. He didn't even start Adams on the opening day. <laughs> but then he did. I swear he, ba- he come on and bagged, didn't he? And then he, he come bagged on and again. scored. He and he bagged again at the weekend, although it was in a 4-4. No, I got, I got, I got mad. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more optimistic, even after pre-season with Edward, because everyone knows I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been the big, I've, I've, I've been thinking Mateta is going to come out with the, with the, the absolute madness and um Scotty's always backed Eddie over him. But seeing seeing Eddie in preseason, I saw him go you see me, yeah. I just want to see a player go for it and commit hundred a hundred percent. And that's what I saw. I did see in that did we were you like at um Sellers for the who was it? Not Botafogo, Leon. Was it? Leon. For the Leon game. You there for no, it? No, no, I like, there was one moment where Eddie went for the ball and he almost mashed mash up himself like because he went like gave it everything and my problem with him has always been that I feel like oh, if he really went for it that maybe it would have happened half-hearted sometimes yeah it's annoying or you know I, I always used to say this about Ben Teke when he, when he lost lost the ball he weren't like fully going to get it back it was I just want to see that and I saw it in pre-season and he, and he didn't score in that or in that instance, and I was like, "Do you know what? I don't even care that he didn't score because he's gone for it. And if he has that same attitude, um, then it, then he'll 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 bag in the in the league. And then it's exactly the same sort of scenario. Ball comes in, fast ball comes in on a cross, and he's gone for a hundred hundred percent committed, and he scored. So I'm I'm hoping that the confidence is there, and, um, and that he carries. I, on I this, think I think it's a big season. season for him. It's a big season for him. It looks like he's gonna be. The main man, as he should be. Um, I've I've been I, I and a few others have been screaming out that give him a run of games in your bag. So let's let's see, man. Let's see. But uh, who's who's the kid in the under twenty ones? Ola Adamobi or whatever. He's uh, he, I don't know if anyone caught the under twenty ones. Adamarola. It was um, it was a classic little um, late three two win against Man United, which we fully deserved. But yeah, the play a lot of those kids look like they're kind of. They're maturing. They're uh, the the players. The few of them like like looked more like professional footballers than just uh, kids. I've heard he's not. I've, I've heard Omelabu's not going to make it. No, 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 he didn't mean Omelabu because Omelabu got released. Yeah, Omelabu. Yeah, yeah you, you must mean. Oh no, Adam, yeah, sorry, Adam yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, Jay, he's on about strike. No. Oh, yeah. oh, what's his name? I don't know. I'm trying to think who now. 
Making yeah. sound very racist by just saying they were sent the same. <laughs> Gosh, we've ended up. But yeah, that, I'd, I'd, I'd rather, I'd even rather um, my man from Swansea, Piro. Ola Adebomi. I'd, Piro, I'd have Piro. I'd have Piro over Che Adams. I would. I'd take a risk. I'd bear, even at Barrett and Diaz, I'd rather him over Che Adams. I don't get it with Che Adams at all. I think you'd rather anyone over 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 Che Adams. I tell you, just, um, just fucking basement, <clears throat> man. No, I hear you. Um, I'll tell you who else. Like, I heard that Jed Spence at Tottenham is on their transfer list. But um, <laughs> you know, was... you know what's funny, yeah? You know what's you know what funny, yeah? Is that we've been so desperate for a right-back for so long, yeah? And now that we've got so many other problems in our squad, no one's even talking about right-backs. <laughs> we've just accepted that it's Klein or Ward. We're not even moaning about, we're not even moaning about right-backs anymore. Cause we need, I'm not going to lie. So I long, was... yeah? It's that when you get a little dent in your car, yeah, and it looks kind of ugly, yeah, and you leave it so long that you've got a bigger dent now on the other side, and you forgot about that little one in the door. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie. I thought a lot of this conversation was gonna be about that position, but um, <laughs> I, like, I like Wardy. Listen, he's reliable. Captain, he's obviously old school. club club servant, and he's he's never injured, is he? He's always there. Sometimes I guess you probably want him to be. Injured. He's always yeah. He's always where he's definitely not. He's not always there, and you need an overlap to give Elise some space. That's the thing though. He can. He's, he's all right. He's not always there though. He's always where. He's just not a modern. I hear you. He's not yeah, a modern. I don't know. Does a job. Does a job. Been better under Hudson as well. I was gobsmacked when him and Klein both got a new deal. I, I thought it would be one or the oh, other. Bro. And I, to be fair, I thought Wardy head in hands. That I'm. Very, I'll be honest. That was a head in hands moment for me. When I, and I like both of them. I prefer Wardy, but that was a head. And I was just like, nah, you man. Was, I think that was probably the biggest hit. You man, I thought um, you man are on banter. No way have you renewed both of them, man. Both of them, man. Ferguson, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. But, where's that? <laughs> yeah. but maybe that was kind of just a, an early hint of kind of how careful we were having to be this summer, maybe, without selling people or whatever. I mean, we're sixth now, so let's stay there. Still above Chelsea. Let's just stay there. Let's just stay there. Where is Ferguson, bro? Is Ferguson training? Has he done? Has he played in three seasons? I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen him play. Something tells me. I feel like even um, I feel like the the, the club are gonna more moving forward be a lot more careful with talking about him or putting him on socials because I, I think the constant false hope is probably not fair on him. Never mind anyone else. Yeah. I just I just assume that. It, like, if we see him this season, I'm going to be, like, pleased for him, but I'll be really surprised. I, don't, I just act like he's not there, basically. What do, you, how do you, what do you, man, think about this Jake O'Brien deal? If he's not going to play for Palace, like, we're in the market for Jesperson Lummers and stuff. If he's not quite at that level, that still means he can still be a valuable asset, generally, to other clubs. I'm, I'm all for it. If they've decided between them that they can get a million pounds for him... Fucking great. Do you know what I mean? I hope we can be wise with these kind of deals and put sell-on clauses in and stuff. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I wonder, it's just a bit... Do you know what, though, yeah? I'm just a little bit... Because of... I guess, look, if Paris has sanctioned it and Dougie's sanctioned it, then whatever, I'll back it, yeah. But just like the whole... It looks like Techstar is going to want to take his money elsewhere. Um... I don't know if he explicitly said that in the athletic interview. That interview, we ain't even got to that. That's a bit much right now because <laughs> we're already five minutes over. But 
for that interview to come out mid transfer window, that is, you know, good old Crystal Palace banter club sort of behaviour. But um, that I, I just would, I just one thing about that Jake O'Brien deal, man. I feel like, right, well, if Text is fucking off, like, do we really want to be just giving him our young assets, like? I don't know, man. Like, is Jake O'Brien going to be worth less than a million pound? Like, at a decent season in Europe already under his belt? I guess the other other thing is he's... There's talk that he's going to get loaned out straight away from Lyon. Like, I think they might even give him back to... Back to Belgium, yeah. The Molenbeek or whatever it is. um, What else did I see about that deal that made me think... (coughs) Oh, he's like... I know he's a youngster. He isn't... He's like a year younger than Greg. 22. Yeah, and so I, there might be a thing where they just weighed up like how much does a player kick on to their mid twenties before Here's we're not. I don't think we're the academy that, documentary, the, wasn't it? With how they measure everything. So yeah, maybe he's already peaked. Yeah, it's not like we, I think the days of us holding on to a Ryan Innes until twenty five, twenty six is gone. <laughs> yeah. And that's no slant on him, but you know, it's just like I, I feel like the the model extends to the academy now. Like you know what I mean? If, if they don't make it. You got that. They're players that keep the keep the engine running. That Gary Neville overlap visit to the training grounds. Some of the numbers that Paris was dropping there about how much that academy cost to build, how much one of the pitches cost to get drained or something, how much it cost to run a year. We've got to find out from somewhere. Uh, yeah, totally, mate. Where's the where's where's, where's, where's fucking Ebore and plans, bro? It goes back to what you were saying, Scotty, earlier about that buy low, sell high thing. I think the the bit that we ain't mastered yet is the selling, the, the actual selling high in it. That's that's the bit we need to get done really and truly. Then you can have money to drain as many from. Well, well that's the thing. I think we have got the assets to sell high, but it's just we've lost wealth and we've lost the lease, so we can't really afford to sell any of them. Like we, I think we look. We've got. I think we can confidently say that. Both centre half to Corre and and Eze are all fifty million pound players, like bottom mm. end mm. in today's market with the eight of them. I think they're all fifty million pound players, but it's just the point of whether when we're in a position to sell, you know. And that's where I feel like a lot of these, a lot of the what's been interesting this window is I feel like a lot of the transfer rumours that we've been hearing are actually just backup deals. For if we lose someone like that, um, Shara, Shara, whatever his name is, that fucking the center off from Torino, I think it's oh, yeah, Persia, yeah, Persia. and same with that Kusunu. These are these are backups. We're not, we're not, we're not like people who think we're gonna spend like people get excited, like, oh, look, 35 million pound center off from Torino, like, bro, that means someone's leaving, innit? We're not buying that person to be our fifth <laughs> center back. Do you know what I mean? Like a club record Let's, deal. Yeah, exactly. So, right. Oh, maybe you can play right back. Well, we've got fucking three of them and a centre-half who can play there as well in Richards. Like, we're not siding more defenders in the middle or the right to be squad members. Like, anyone we're linked with in a centre-half is means an outgoing, in it? So, it's just something to something to be aware of when you're hearing a lot of these in the no accounts. And it's like, oh, that was bollocks then. It's like, maybe it wasn't bollocks. Maybe it just their bid came in. And so we had to set something up just in case. Like, there's a lot, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts to it. But look, man. Overall, I think, I think we're on for a uh, a good old fucking eleventh to fourteenth place finish. Whoa! We all, we all know what they feel like, don't we? Fucking hell. Familiar. Better the, better the devil, you know, eh? 
Yeah. <laughs> Roy, Roy, Roy. Can we just talk about Roy's performance at the weekend as well? Slapped it on, like. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who is it? Hold on. There's someone in here. Is, is it Ethan? Big up Ethan. I see uh, Ethan's got a whole, a whole, his profile picture is, is angry Roy holding on to low. He did give him a dick. All the podcasts I've been listening to say, oh, yeah, there's a little bit of contact in the stomach. Like, what? He kicked him in the bullet. Yeah, oh, trying to it fucking does, it? bollocks. Yeah. Roy stuck it on it, though. Before quite, he went for the hey, ball. Roy looked quite scary, bro. I'm not going to lie. Hey, Roy looked like over. he had... I might melt. Roy looked like he had to hold himself Bro, he was on smoke. massively, not to swing. He was on real smoke. The way he <laughs> held on... He grabbed his arm and he held on to it for a bit too long as well. Did you clock that? I know yeah, you knew he wanted to do something else, but it's like oh, I liked it. You see, I'm on Roy TV. Held his arm and then Paddy McCarthy knocked the ball out of his hand, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I saw <laughs> that. Pet, I saw in that. petty ones, in petty South London ones. I'm here for it. That's, that's here it. for it. Right. What? Yeah. Do something. Um, first day of the season. Before we go, uh, everyone who's on speaking, so I'll ask all three of you this. Um, two questions. Let's say, let's say no one else leaves. If you could bring in one player, right, by the end of the transfer window, who would it be? That's first question. And second question is, um, what a regular one here, what would you regard as a successful season come May? Matt? I don't know in terms of players specifics. That's not my job. That's Ducky's job. Bollocks, give me yeah. a player. I want one player. <laughs> I don't know, Ball. You see my tweet. <laughs> Just someone to, someone to replace Will from the left wing. Left wing, there you go. Right right there. Right, here. Championship, up and comer. Don't, not too much out there. Big potential that can bang a couple of goals and assists. Black or white? Obviously black. <laughs> What's the point of getting the white boy? <laughs> And then, um, yeah, look, 11th to 14th, like you said, it doesn't sound brilliant on paper, but look, we can have a go at the cup. We, st- if we stay up comfortably. We're in that position to to start this new stand if it ever does get built. And honestly, this is what the plan is, to get that stand built, get people to fill in those seats, and then we'll start being, being able to spend more, won't uh-huh. we? Because that's how it all works. 100%. So. I'm with you. Com- com- comfortable staying up and, uh, and a decent run of the cups, I'll be happy. And left winger. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. Mr. Knox. Mm. Uh, to bring, I'm not going to lie, you kind of got me going with that in the actual um, comment, actually, because uh, you kind of make me think he could be a player that I, I'd, I'd like to see him coming. But if I've got to choose one, I'd say Jed Spence from, from Tottenham. He, he's the one that was on, he was on loan at Forest. I think the season they got promoted from Middlesbrough. I don't know why they didn't buy him, but Middlesbrough then sold him to Tottenham. That's probably why they didn't buy him, to be fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he he's there, but he's not playing for him. I'd like to see him. Um, what is he? Right back, full like wing, um, full back, but just makes them runs up the wing and puts balls in. I think, um, yeah, I'd like to see him in our squad. I think he'd fit. I I just I'd really, really like to have him. Successful season for me. No talk of a relegation battle and finishing. Yeah, anything above fourteenth with a nice little cup run along the way. Like, that would be a really successful season right now because I, I don't actually feel feel like we've got the energy or the the depth to have a cup run. So if we have a cup run, I think that would be a, a, a successful season for me. Go on before we go to Joe Matt. Do you want to say something else? Sorry, and there's something, something else to add for for the season. 
hopes. Take get six points off one of the top six who we haven't beaten in a while. Maybe like maybe like Chelsea or something like that. Just a couple of shot wins at Celeste and, and away would be nice. You said top six, Matt. No, to beat someone in the top <laughs> big, six. Big six, yeah, not Chelsea on top six, mate. And beat Brighton, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, that would be Joseph. Um, not the most exciting player. Uh, it would make well, but not in terms of like someone we could get on a permanent. I think Cole Palmer on loan is a cheeky one for us. We're obviously not spending big, so let's get him. He can play up to it, he can play wide. I feel like, yes, he's young, but I think he's probably a lot more ready than sort of maybe other players his age. And yes, we might fall in love with him or whatever, but I feel like that's someone at this short notice that would kind of really help us out in an attacking way and complement whoever we've got. Um, as for my season predictions, I think a very safe season. If, and it's a big if, because it hasn't happened too many times of us. If we have a, a start, if we, have, if we get to Christmas without a lot of injuries, we could really find ourselves in the top half. And I feel like if we manage the, the lack of squad depth, if we get, or shall we say, if, I get, if we get lucky with our lack of squad depth and just kind of hold it together with sellotape, I don't see why we can't get you know, sort of eighth, ninth. Why not? The teams that came there last year have got all the reasons to be worried about not finishing there again. You know, like I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like Brighton's European run is gonna really test their limits. I feel like I Fulham, Fulham are worse than 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 they were last year. Um, Brentford, we'll see. But like, the teams like Brentford can have that kind of season. It doesn't necessarily mean they can do it every year. Um, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm choosing to be optimistic. And, you know, a lot can happen in a year. Texter might sort himself out, might, might buy us all out, might sell his, his part out to somebody else. And, you know, Wolf might come back in January and everyone chills the fuck out. You never know. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, oh, for me... You said you yeah. I think I'll, I'll take either one of the Leicester strikers. I'll take Ian Nacho or Dakar. Um, Dakar's a little bit younger and I feel like he's had those two big seasons at Red Bull Salzburg didn't he he caught like 25 and 28 goals or something like that um, <clears throat> so I feel like he's someone who's been there and banged goals whereas Iheanacho kind of was floating about at City and whatnot. And I, I think I'd like Dakar I think Dakar can play across the front three he's a bit younger he's exciting I don't think he, he I don't think he's played in the championship either, which suggests to me that he might be on his way. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd want Pats and Dakar up top and to fucking throw something on top of that, to throw a bit of sauce on that. If we signed Pats and Dakar up top, I would play Edward on the left this year. I think some of his best performances have been on the left, especially Arsenal away springs to mind. Um, I think he's better with his ball at the feet and better at linking up play than people give him credit for. Um, and I, I think I'd start Edward on, on the left and Dakar up top. I think Edward, Dakar, and Elise as a front three with Eze behind excites me. And then you have options of Fransa, um, AU, maybe Raksaki. Let's see. Um, and for me, a successful season, bro. I'm Joe. I'm with you, man. I look at the league this year, um, <clears throat> and I think it's a pretty weak standard overall. Like, you look at down the bottom, like, Sheffield United, Luton, don't fancy either of them, Everton are shit, 
Forest can't buy players and they're probably going to have second season syndrome. Wolves look shit. Um, Brentford lost Tony. Uh, ben Mee's got an injury. They've lost their goalkeeper as well. I know they buy well. Uh, Bournemouth have bought a, good, a lot of good young players, but I think Gary O'Neill was a huge factor in them staying up last year. Um, so Bournemouth, I think, might struggle a bit this year. Uh, West Ham without Rice, I don't know. And that's one thing we've got to be aware of is it's all good, well and good selling players for mega money. But unless you're like Brighton and Brentford and you're scouting these fucking obscure arse end of nowhere finding these gems, you know, West Ham can't get deals for Maguire and James Ward-Prowse done because these teams know they've got 105 million. Um, so you get your pants pulled down on fees. Yep, Fulham, Marco Silva don't want to be there. Mitrovic, you know... I think it's a fairly weak standard this year. So I I would like... I'll take, I'll take top 10. I'll take top 10 now. Eighth or ninth would, would be amazing. But I think a successful season, I would like top 10. And uh, I'll have I'll have four points off Brighton. I'll take four. I'd like six, but I'll do. I'll shake your hand on four. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. Uh... I love, we are like an hour and 20 in and we haven't spoke about two people that I thought would come up. One is Vincent, uh, is Guaita, who, who, some people seem super angry about that. I, I, I thought, I thought the, the tweet was daft, whether, whether it was him or his agent. I don't know. Um, I just kind of, that's another thing. We, that's probably another, you know, you, you can only plan so much succession wise. I think we thought we sorted that out. You know, he'll stay another year and then Johnston's number one. Easy peasy. We've done our work. We're clever. But if you don't account for a player getting a hump and now you've got to go and find another keeper before you let him go, it's uh, weird stuff like that. But I guess we'll talk about that another time if that becomes an issue. And then, uh, I don't know, just thinking of all that transfer chat, how far I think we've moved on from being like so desperate for Conor Gallery all the time. And it just goes to show, you know, not every the shiny thing in front of you. You can't just move on. There are other players out there in the world, and we got other priorities these days. But I do like that the fact that his name comes up not less, not because I don't rate him as a player, but I just thought it was such a regressive thing. And uh, he's been a big lesson on like just don't fall in love with loan players, especially ones that we thought we were going to sign and are now looking like they might go Newcastle. Q deadline day bid for 40 million quid for Conor Gallagher. <laughs> yeah, click that and then, uh, yeah, and uh, you're welcome. But I guess, when when's the actual date for it closing? Did you say it was like a couple of weeks, like end of the month, basically? 11pm on the 1st. Okay, yeah. that's. I actually think that's going to be a old school palace refresh F5 on the keyboard until... <laughs> Do we still have F5 on keyboards? Until... Until like the hour after, because yeah, especially the way with the window starts ends after the season started, you'll have players that cop the hunt now and want to move on, and yeah, it's going to be a bit of a trolley dash. But we have this conversation again anyway in what eight days' time, because yeah. I'm sure that um, hopefully there'll be some more movements, some more bits happening. So I'm sure this this will be ongoing, obviously for the next couple, or at least for the next conversation that we have. Back on cheese rolls, which will be Tuesday next week. After the Arsenal game, um, little prediction for the Arsenal game? We're going to do them, mate. We're going to do them. 2-0 Palace. Yeah, Edouard, uh, both. Yeah, Edouard, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't tag them, yeah. What do you reckon? What's the crumbling about? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> I, I'm saying 2 1 Palace, but I'm saying Lerma and Anderson. Ooh. Come on, <laughs> what screamer? I don't, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, I think he's gonna get it against Arsenal. Those are the games where it comes. Any of you not going? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll yeah, be I'll be there. Oh, make sure you, you look. If you lot come in, come check me in the fan zone. I'll be there back for for my last season in the fan zone at um, at Celest. Yeah, what they go? What they gonna do when that when they start working on that car park area? Sack they... me. Oh, like that, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll still be pottering around doing other bits. But yeah, there'll there'll be no actual fan zone there. There's there's a couple talk. There's talks about doing a couple of different things, but nothing's finalized yet. But yeah, that area is gonna be um going to be a sight mate so um you've got, you got to negotiate on them balconies when they fill the corner in and put flats there you should negotiate a little little plate like <laughs> pull from up there like you're at uh, boomtown or something now there's 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 good plans like for like music wise for the, for the for the new stand but that might not be till 2000 and fucking bruno season so um but in the meantime, yeah, I just don't know what's going to happen. But but the, the fans I won't won't be there. Um, but yeah, it will be there next Monday. So come through. <laughs> We've got some other 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 nice bits and pieces planned. The stadium should look a little bit different in a couple of ways. So um, all all who are coming down there, get down there a little bit early if you can. Sweet as look quite nice. Sweet all as right. Nice. See you Monday Thank night. Thank you everyone for and... tuning in. Cheese rolls season two. Episode one, appreciate you lot. Been well listened to today. Let's have some more speakers, man. I see a few of you on here who listening that used to come on and speak. Or are you being all shy and shit? Because oh, it's the first first day, first, first day, day back, back in school. school. Now I can see you school disco. My young, my young driller, now Long River. Come back, man. Yeah. Apologies to Dale. I saw Dale popped on earlier, requested, and then he came off again. So I'd, I'd, is it? Ah, uh, you done, snake man. Dale, allow it. Next time. Oh, so I don't do that. <laughs> no. Man, see you next uh, week. Next one. Next one. Next week. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, I'll be logging in. Tuesday. Um, from Barcelona. From Barcelona. Yeah. Love and blessings. Seven o'clock next Tuesday. See you, see you next Tuesday. Ciao. That's one. <laughs> Peace.